not ready to have global confirmation of this, a lot of disturbing things will occur. It, it's just too powerful. Skinwalker Ranch. This is like the Area 51 of the paranormal. It was not a single phenomenon. There were a host of things that happened. Have there been experiences there that have shaken the Pentagon and CIA and other agencies? Absolutely. Nobody knows what we're dealing with. That's the bottom line. Nobody knows. This is 30 or 40 hours of material that the public has never seen before. They saw this humanoid creature crawling through this tunnel, hovering four feet above the ground. Something forced four 2,000-pound bulls to cram themselves into this trailer without opening this door. It's completely impossible. I've seen things that I can't explain. This was one of the most surprising things that we recorded right after I purchased the ranch. Is it real? Well, yes, and I believe it is. Something is here. These are real, tangible, physical events. This is game-changing. It's one thing to be reading about UFOs or other realities or interdimensionals. It's another thing to be staring at it right in the face. Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much once again for joining me on the Beyond Top Secret Technical Podcast. We're going to be speaking about a very mysterious, a very disturbing subject. But a subject whose obscurity is ironic because it's extremely obvious and present of a phenomenon and for as closely associated it is with a very crucial aspect of the American fabric or the American identity historically and social culturally but also ironically isolated within that very same sphere of cultural influence that is unique as well as um, obscure in itself, also ironically, that many people haven't heard about it. And what they hear about it is very distorted, and what they've heard about it has been completely fictionalized and fabricated and exaggerated and romanticized, but even then... Only a fraction of the reality behind the situation has actually been, you know, covered or or spoken about. At least in any kind of accurate terms. And very little analysis has been put forward, particularly a quality analysis, outside of the people seeking to profit from it same as in the cryptozoological community specifically like the Bigfoot community those that don't really seek to understand or, or know the answers but just seek to to kind of uh, associate themselves more with the mystery than the actual uh, solution or the, or the investigation 
Um, that and people who seek to, I guess you would call it, um, use it to, to further their own glory by trying to create experiences that fit their bias of the situation instead of understanding the phenomenon for what it is. Putting themselves in a uh, very direct way of uh, trying to claim expertise in a matter that sincerely is one of the most mysterious and bizarre phenomenon that occur that's currently happening right now to the everyday person and to the uh, scientific world at large but the solution and the answer to it has it's clear it's clear as day and it has already had proof validating it in several instances that I will be uh, closing this talk with, and I hope to make this talk a little short within the hour, to lift the curtain on the subject. Well, first, let me just uh, quickly plug my social media. Uh, Instagram, Beyond Top Secret Texan on Instagram. So it's at Beyond Top Secret Texan, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, You can find my daily updated flagship social media network or site or hosting or whatever. It's a virtual office, so you can um, DM me with business inquiries or, or um, you know, volunteer to be a special guest on the program to share your stories or to share your expertise. And after um, a conversation, uh, we will see if it's, uh, you know, Appropriate or it fitting with my program, or I'll direct you to someone who who you know might be better suited, uh, depending on the material and depending on uh, your expertise in public speaking. You can DM me on Instagram. Uh, always checking up the DM boxes. Always on Instagram. Actually, that's unashamedly. It's a virtual office space for me, and it's absolutely terrific in that function. Um, I'm not on Facebook. Uh, they took my they took my page away many months ago, so not going back on that. And yes, I know Facebook owns Instagram, so I'm very surprised by how actually kickass and awesome Instagram has become. It used to be very different and very cringe. Like ten years ago, was a completely different world when it came to social medias, and it's odd that the venue of Instagram has become such a, a great promotional tool for independent and alternative media, and, such as podcasts as well. If it's properly used at all, it's about what you put into it, what you get out of it. I upload every day. I upload videos. I upload uh, pictures, memetics. I upload stories, uh, you know, featuring content across the web. You know, it's uh, absolutely free to go like and subscribe and, and, you know, comment and everything. That helps me out tremendously. Share it amongst people you might think uh, would like it, people who do use Instagram. Uh, TikTok, currently on TikTok, currently on YouTube. Not stressing those two too much because if you haven't already gone and seen my videos there, you know, that's a big part of what I do. You know, you should have known. If you're at this point listening to this episode right now, 
take the time. If you are love videos, if you love dark web evidence, if you love uh, video essays, check out YouTube, check out TikTok, both at Beyond Top Secret Texan. 400 plus videos on YouTube, 500 plus videos, close to 600 videos on TikTok. Uh, and, you know, like, if you don't want to support through the Patreon, patreon.com slash beyond top secret text, and you can go subscribe, like, share, comment, uh, save the videos, do duets with them if you're on TikTok, whatever you want to do with those videos, watch them uh, with your friends, your family, uh, binge watch them all, um, you know, go ahead, that all helps out, it's all free, it's all for you guys, it's an archive of videos, I put them up there, I'm demonetized on YouTube, and um, TikTok is heavily, heavily censoring me, to the point that I'm a subject of targeted harassment, and have had the channel actually removed before successfully appealing to have the channel uh, returned, uh, the material is legit, it's excellent quality, it's high definition footage, dark web evidence, uh, found footage that uh, will really blow your mind, really get you thinking, uh, you know, outside the box, and will give a lot of proof to things I know people talk about and think about all the time. You know, I'm one of those people who would, you know, just constantly look for evidence and, and, and try to, you know, uh, find it, and, and I find it for you. You know, I, I've done that for the last uh, 15, you know, almost 20 years. So I, you know, have that that the ability to kind of uh, my Google Fu is strong. Basically, my Kung Fu is strong when it comes to hacker shit. And uh, that's not a lie. I'm actually really talented when it comes to the usage and navigation of the Internet. It's a skill. It really is. And uh, because I've been doing it for 20 years, I know um a, you know, legit versus uh, just dumb bullshit, and I have a keen eye for it and a good memory for it. So I collected all this evidence where you it's over, uh, you know, a hundred gigabytes of evidence uh, alone, let alone the video essays that you can find on YouTube, which are completely original, uh, you know, media, and that that's uh, all on YouTube and, and Library and Odyssey. And I'm switching over more to Library Odyssey and third party uploaders hosters of video content specifically because the returns are you know far superior the respect is far superior and the appreciation between uh creator and platform is greater especially appreciation between uh creator and consumer or, or user watcher viewer whatever have you subscriber those people uh on the alternative platforms really do reach out they they support they tip they absolutely go the extra mile when it comes to uh, letting you know they actually are there for you and they care because a lot of YouTube and TikTok commenters are shills, they're hostile, they're aggressive, trolls, uh, you know, and it's obviously just um, a lot of bad vibes, a lot of negativity, a lot of selfishness when it comes to demanding free content, uh, demanding... Uh, you know, changes and alterations of content to suit their idiosyncrasies and and particular tastes. And, you know, when I upload it to YouTube every day or every other day, I would have to sit and delete and moderate comments, um, you know, for hours. I, I spent more time deleting comments than I actually did... Um, 
um, you know, actually, um, you know, ever getting rewarded or, or, or monetized by YouTube in any other way, like, supported by them. It was really just all, um, this giant, uh, you know, um, how do I say it? Uh, mindfuck. <laughs> it's like, how, how do I say it without saying mindfuck? Mindfuck's a good word. Because you would work really hard, or I would work really hard on these videos to find these evidences and bring them out there and, and just, you know, constantly be berated by people who are just, you know, paid, literally paid sock puppet accounts to spread harassment and antagonism against the conspiracy movement, the conspiracy community, and the truth movement. Especially the truth video movement. Um, especially the YouTube truth movement. Uh, conspiracy videos and even darker-themed channels are getting attacked. Attacked. Absolutely bodied. Yeeted. Uh, whatever the kids are saying. You know, getting their asses kicked by the algorithm and by moderators and by... I mean, I have videos that get strikes on them from years ago. From, like, I think one of them got a strike, and it was from 2019. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, people go back manually and review your channel. If you ever get large enough uh, to actually thrive and to prove that, you know, people are connecting with you and that you connect with them, that you have something to say. I've said it before in a way that they'll let you say anything that you want to say as long as you don't believe it. And as long as don't, people don't believe you. And, uh... You know, if you do believe me, if you are, you know, uh, listening to this and want to get know more, want to listen to f- more episodes, check out the archive of podcast episodes, check out the archive of those videos on YouTube and TikTok, and check out, you know, as much of my content, at, you know, on other people's podcasts as you possibly can. I have uploaded as much as I can. There's um, a few uh, other places I like posting, uh, Twitter. But that's a mirror of the uh, Instagram account that you can find me on. So Linktree, if you know what Linktree is and want to look at my virtual business card to find different links, Linktree uh, has you know a, a number of them. I'm pretty sure, uh, not all, but obviously searching keyword search it all helps out. That my footprint all helps out that momentum. Uh, beyond, uh, for the, you know, either hashtag beyond top secret Texan or at beyond top secret Texan. And, um, you know, I would sincerely appreciate you guys, uh, doing that, you know, absolutely helping me out, uh, by, by getting that ball rolling, really adding up to the search momentum and things, uh, get those number of visits up and everything. If you, uh, you know, I know times are tough if you can't, uh, financially support or tip out or, uh, you know, join the Patreon for as little as $1 a month. It's a great deal. Um, absolutely the barest minimum I could charge is that $1 a month. And I'm, I'm only asking for that to, to filter out the people who, um, as previously mentioned, are these uh, free media uh, trolls and shills and, and really just toxic people who bum out and give those bad vibes to everyone in the community. And this way, even that $1 a month access, if everyone contributes who does listen regularly, and I have the analytics to prove it, I would be completely financially independent and set 
to operate uh, on a much higher level production-wise with better equipment, better um, abilities to support my guests, to support my uh, network of uh, co-creators, and thus offer much higher quality and much more entertaining media content investigations, on-site investigations, uh, such as UFO hunts, uh, visiting uh, military bases, etc., as well as uh, providing for, you know, better quality microphones, cameras, computers, etc. All of that would be directly uh, put into the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast and the Beyond Top Secret Texan experience, that whole um, cross-content multimedia digital experience. So just consider uh, donating $1 a month on the Patreon, patreon.com slash beyondtopsecrettexan. And that will give you access to direct messaging, access to the Telegram group, access to um, exclusive content starting in 2020. 90% of all my content will be behind that paywall, will be available only to my Patreons and other uh, financial supporters, either through Cash App or uh, PayPal. Um, But you will be given a special link once, you know, you send me your receipt for that and you know, everything will be copacetic, but the only way to get the the future content going into 2022 is through patreon.com or by financially supporting me. Remember, starting at as low as $1 a month. It is a absolutely arbitrary asking price, and it's only for the uh, filtering of those that are generous enough and supportive enough to actually, uh, you know... Uh, Help me eat, basically, in as simple of a, a language as you can ask for, and help this studio survive and thrive into the future. You know, I'm not asking for an arm and a leg. I'm asking for less than the, the cost of a Twix candy bar. I'm asking for the, the, the less than the cost of uh, four Lucy cigarettes on the, in the, on the corner in the hood. You know, I'm saying I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm from the streets. And uh, I I know that a dollar ain't shit. So if you're if you're uh, exactly if you're ducking a dollar, I you know <laughs> you're not who I'm doing this show for. Basically, uh, you know if you want to live in the real world and, and realize I'm a real person too, then the Patreon Patreon.com/slash Beyond Top Secret Texan uh, Cash App also Beyond Top Secret Texan. You know and that'll give you uh, the unlimited access for that month. And that'll give you, you know, access to the Telegram group, I guess, forever. You know, I mean, as a token of appreciation, you can then join that Telegram group, get uncensored updates, etc. And I greatly appreciate you guys um, considering that. If not, then please, please, please help promote and push the media. uh, Send links out to your friends, post it online. Create subreddits, Reddit accounts. Uh, you know, really, really uh, help me help you guys. Because the the more you help me, the more I can help you. So yes, on to the show. To ask and to kind of clarify the great mystery that's so para- ironic and paradoxical in the American fabric of reality is the mystery of the Skinwalker. 
the skinwalker of the Aboriginal Americans, the Native Americans, the First Nation peoples, specifically those living in the Utah uh, prairie in the Great American Desert, and former Navajo and Ute, now currently Ute Indian land on reservation, or, or very closely uh, proximity to the desert reservation land, and of the infamy of Skinwalker Ranch, but also many miscellaneous sightings, encounters, and attacks, not only in the Navajo reservations, not only on traditional Ute land, not only in the Utah or the, the Utah Territory, not only in the American uh, greater desert of the Mojave and the Sonora or the, um, the expanses of the Rocky Mountains. No, they are sighted literally across North America from the furthest north of Alaskan wilderness to even the Amazon jungle in different aspects and different accounts. They are also cited internationally in many different respects. But that's a, a, an issue maybe for another show. But it's a factor that the term skinwalker, what it refers to, is a shape-shifting but controversially human or, or formerly human host with dark, evil, magical abilities, motivations, and, and, and drives, like goals, usually of the most evil and violent um, nature, most predatory nature, and having behavior uh, more like a wild beast, a feral animal uh, that stalks and preys on human beings, so, like a vampire or other internationally miscellaneous creature of the night, as you would find, say, even in the days of ancient Sumer and ancient Sumeria, or in the legends of the Aborigines in Australia, or in the 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 whispers of monasteries in Japan. Uh, these are international phenomenon, by the way. These humanoid, shape-shifting, predatory, cannibalistic monsters that live in the shadows or in the wildernesses whose behavior and hunger is that of the wild man-eating beast, but whose appearance is almost identical to that of a man or woman, and that the face, the visage of this creature is chosen either intelligently or is used in such a way 
to uh, to show that it understands like as it's it's a weaponized form of mimicry it's not defensive camouflage solely defensive camouflage it's not as if though a person is possessed but un but un unawares uh your linda blair for example, exorcism-style possession, where if you watch the movie, actually, the little girl is unaware that she is possessed. And when she is possessed, that is a demon, not Linda Blair's personality, whoever her character was in the movie. And that the distinction is made very clear that she does not know what's going on, and she is terrified, and thus you realize that it's not Linda Blair throwing up on the priests. It's a demon. In, we're not that situation. This is not that. This is not demons. This is not possession from spirits. This is not an intangible, um, immortal, uh, you know, uh, intelligence. This is, uh, you know, hijacking human beings. This is a predator. This is a creature whose shape-shifting abilities, be they either purely physical, closely, uh, or more match a chameleon. They more match a traditional vampire. And, but the, imagine if Dracula could look like someone you knew, and then that Dracula would use that to manipulate you and to lowering your guard um, and then and then it would that's how it would prey on you assumingly taking your form as well to then prey on your loved ones or your close ones <clears throat> this is the Navajo definition of it, and I've included in the ending of this an actual uh, audio uh, episode of Mythology Explained in which gives the Navajo uh, centric, the Native American centric explanation for the Skinwalker, which, like I said, ironically is extremely obscure in America. The Wendigo is is known more in America than the Skinwalker uh and the Wendigo is, you know, not as southernly or as actually uh, proximate to, like, you know, um, the heartland of America. It's not It's not as close to the heartland of America. It's the far north, and specifically northern Canada and Maine and, like, Minnesota at the most southern that the Wendigo actually operates in traditionally. Um... Unlike the the Subway or the Sasquatch, which operates, you know, both northernly and in the south as well. The Skinwalker operates primarily in the south, in the desert areas, but also internationally, as stated before, in the versions as classified by these shape-shifting, feral, predatory, cannibalistic man-eaters that, uh can assume an intelligence that have an intelligence. Now the nov the, the the split and the lie, the cover up to put it very simply is that the Navajo shaman or the shamanic origins of this myth are the limitations to what they're fully addressing. 
and they want to make it more like a werewolf in terms of mythological importance, and uh, they want to basically make it like the the myth of the werewolf in terms of um, social values, uh, hidden meanings, you know, psychological purposes, like, uh, because people can suffer psychosis, like lycanthropy, which they believe they are wolves, that this lycanthropy, this mental illness, manifests itself in the shamanic class, the priest class of Navajo tribes, and that their spirit journeys and their practices... Or, or they would just behave and live like wild animals in this ascetic way. Um, and thus, they try to connect that with the, the stories of feral skinwalkers or skinwalker predations or skinwalker curses or skinwalker, uh, uh, you know, sightings and things like that. And they're, they're very close. I mean, obviously we're dealing with a foreign culture, so Americans are very uncomfortable and they like simplifying things, especially when you give it the fact that that the Native Americans are very conservative and superstitious when it comes to sharing details, information, or, or anything with outsiders of their clan. Native Americans, especially the Navajo, are fucking racist. And this is the case. They hate white people. And they always have. Like like the Apache, these western tribes are very, very secretive. They do not share their cultural legends. They do not share their cultural stories. This really is obscured on purpose from an internal cover-up. And many people don't know this. The Navajo Reservation is called the Navajo Nation because it's effectively an independent nation inside of America, complete with their own police force, which has to be ethnically related to Navajo. Like They have to be in the Navajo tribe and Navajo blood. They have to be uh, uh, Navajo uh, approved to be a chieftain or to be uh, any kind of political member or business person. They, they um, are not cut from a different cloth from other human beings. They have as much corruption in their internal system that is promoted specifically on the lines that it's Navajo corruption. So if the Navajo wish to keep a secret, they are going to do so. If they don't wish to disclose paperwork of events, police reports, eyewitness testimony dead bodies that are discovered, attacks that are reported, uh, missing people, for example, then that's all internal and has to be dealt with through, uh, say, for example, if the FBI sends an FBI agent into the Navajo reservation to to investigate a crime, that FBI agent has to be Navajo. It's fucking nuts how tight-lipped and secret this country is inside of our own country. And and yes, they are they are you know extremely 
cautious when it comes to even mentioning the the, the Skinwalker name out loud. They do not wish to speak about it. They do not wish to write about it. They they fear this creature because it's real. It's a very real predator. It's not spiritual. It's not ethereal. It's not metaphysical. It is a predator that exists within those lands, within those territories that preys upon them physically. Not everyone and not all the time, but it's an absolute reality to them. They know this. And it's not witch doctors turning into fucking werewolves and chasing cars on the highway. It's not. The reality is, it's much, much more complex than that. In fact, its roots are connected into the other phenomenon and mysteries and supernatural events (coughs) that are... Excuse me, that are specific to that region known as the American West or the Great American Desert. Um, UFO sightings, orbs of light, uh, invisible beings, uh, time uh, fuck-ups, you know, weird shit with time, uh, disappearances, sudden vanishings, um, subterranean um, bunkers and cities, the military... It has everything to do with everything. Not that it's the most important piece of the puzzle. No piece of the puzzle is more important than the other pieces when the ultimate goal is to complete it, right? When to get all the pieces together. So you need all the pieces. It's not about which one shows the clearest picture because you're just trying to finish it, trying to actually complete it. It's a piece of the puzzle, but does connect to every other piece. The thing that they are trying to verbalize, to express, without saying it, is that the deserts are home to indigenous reptilians, and those reptilians use advanced technology to satiate their own predatory urges, and that they exist in colonies stretching across the world typically in underground facilities caverns roaming and operating nocturnally existing uh, with using their advanced states of camouflage uh, mastery of illusion hiding and literally amongst us taking our cattle as they please taking sheep taking human beings Uh, operating with invincibility and impunity, being bulletproof, being able to exert mastery over the physical elements, using their extreme physical prowess and strength um, to to simply behave as, by now, fairly, at this point, hunting, literally hunting us uh, for sport, for sport or for food or ritual or defense, or simply uh, leisure and recreationally. But the truth of the matter is, 
it connects because the <laughs> undeniable reality is these things don't happen alone. Skinwalker Ranch, which is the most famous use of the word skinwalker and the most famous occurrence of sighting skinwalkers um, is by, I, I mean, also ironically, the most unique when it comes to the common uh, widespread viral stories of the skinwalker. And I know that sounds very difficult to like uh, imagine why a skinwalker ranch though is famous, but at the same time, not the the typical skinwalker experience because skinwalker ranch was named skinwalker ranch after the events and sightings which would lead to it becoming like uh undeniable obvious uh had occurred they were named that based on the mythology of it and since that time there's been a distinct push by the i guess you call it the the bullshit community the hoaxers the cover-up people uh, it, within the Navajo ranks, within the government ranks, the shill ranks, the propagandists that work through YouTube and social media, creating uh, copy pastas and green text, etc. Plus, just general ignorance, posers, wannabes, things like that, making up bullshit, thinking they're experts when they're not. They go to community college and they have like a the, the, like an anthropology book, and I'm not trying to diss anyone's education, but. A lot of the people I've learned that are researchers of Native American legends and stuff are just, they're not Native Americans. They're not. And I know for a fact there's a conspiracy within the Native American community to never tell the Americans what they really believe or think or practice. It's as simple as that. It's always been that case. You cannot get a straight answer out of a real Native American. They have a community of silence that are keeping a specific secret that they know more than they are trying to let on. And they don't want to tell us because, you know, honestly, fuck us. Like, we took their land. That's the thing. Like, they don't want to tell us because it's obviously there's some bad blood there. And, um... And there's a big, big uh, conspiracy of playing and acting dumb. And one of the things that they're doing is acting dumb with this adherence to primitivism. And like, oh, the shaman and the witch doctor. And oh, like, no, it's they they know much more. They have much more evidence. They have much more expertise and experience with these matters that they keep very, very tight, um, you know, a closely guarded secret, very top secret. Um, but at the beyond top secret text, and we go beyond top secret. And so the answer that they're trying to keeping secret is that there were UFOs. There are bases. There are cavern systems that if people go near will absolutely be taken. They will disappear. They will be fair game that they cannot be protected that these things operate flying vehicles and can cover ter- uh, distances of miles and miles within seconds, within moments. They can just fly across the entire span of the reservation. They cannot be caught by a police car or uh, any kind of human vehicle like a helicopter or a jet if they don't wish to. they It might be short range, but they can still go back down to their bunkers. They're invisible to the naked eye. You can only really see them with infrared and with the mind's eye. Um, you can only see them with your sixth sense. You have to kind of uh, tap into this ability 
to kind of uh, see them without your eyes. And it, say, no matter your your equipment, they have they your equipment won't work. Infrared works sometimes, but you really you can't rely on electronics because they jam electronics. They can stop a car dead in its tracks. They can make you all fucked up in the head with these waves of electricity that you forget your name, you'll forget what time it is, you'll forget what day it is, you'll just be kind of like in a daze. And so the the concept of their magics is technology. Remember, this, this, the motto of the Beyond Top Secret Texan is all advanced technology, all alien technology acts like magic. And whatever the descriptions of magic were, that's what the technology can do. Literally, if they wanted to wave their hand, disappear, become invisible, and make you forget you ever saw them, they can do that because they have sufficient mastery of wireless energy and a sufficient mastery of human biology because this is not a foreign alien power who has never seen a human. This is an alien race that's existed for millions of years on Earth, probably in the same cities that they currently exist in, in the same ships they, after a great cataclysm, after a great defeat, and they live in exile, they live hiding from their real enemies, preying on people like you would prey on a cow or a dog or a sheep, but even then, people seem protected, and this is what I'm going to speak about at the Skinwalker Ranch events, and why I think there's a greater intelligence than just the predatory nature, but the predator is there. It's but there's something keeping the predator in check. And it's because it knows better. And there's it's an odd fucking thing to realize when you're like, it could easily kill every single person who's ever stepped foot on the Skinwalker Ranch. It could easily do it. It's demonstrated it thousands of times before. You are not safe from it. It is it, it there is something stopping it. Because it like it knows that if it does that, and, and the the idea of these dark side forces are that they're they they fear their own destruction more than anything else. That they that what motivates them is is fear, and what they live in is mindsets of fear, and and they can be sufficiently intimidated and threatened. And they fear violence to happen to them. They fear getting hurt. They fear getting murdered. Because they know. Because they they murder. They hurt. They abuse. They, they terrorize. That if they can kill a weaker creature, something stronger than them can kill them just as easily. And it keeps them in check. Especially, this is the reaction of a traumatized and already defeated entity. If it had seen its, uh, you know, real warrior cast be killed by a, a higher being, then it, if acting as a hunter or acting as a, a guard or a scout or um, even just a wild now lo- alone Orion Draco reptilian, um, would would you know absolutely try to preserve itself as much as it could because it's for all in, for all purposes the last of its kind you know it's it's like a the last T-Rex would kind of watch its step because it's literally the last one and it can't just do like you know 
uh, shit, like it has to be very cautious. And and the thing is, these creatures are um, documented in their true form with Western eyes, with Western eyewitnesses. Not native eyewitnesses. Like I said, there's a conspiracy going on with the native eyewitnesses trying to speak about uh, feline or wolf-like or canid uh, human-based shapeshifters with humans with a fur on their head like a coyote and they can take the form of the coyote or they're a human wearing crow feathers and then they can they can take the shape of a crow and that that's what a skinwalker is. In the Skinwalker Ranch sightings, a clear picture has emerged, both from the people who live there, the ranchers, and the uh, NIDs, the the investigators that were hired on by um, um, hold on one second. Scott Bigelow, but Robert Bigelow, the uh, operator of Bigelow Airspace, as well as um, a hotel, you know, entrepreneur and, and mogul, um, very educated man, very enlightened man, very um, aware man that that human intellect, and he's very inspiring. Actually, he reminds me a lot of Howard Hughes, and and his not taking no for an answer and being an outsider trying to uh, kick down the door or break the glass ceiling of a very um, 
a very uh, rigged game, as it were. But doing so with his own business acumen, his own industriousness, his own um, um, his own effort, the sweat of his brow, like you know, really working still, even though he is a a you know a mogul. Uh, but working towards answers, not in his own business, not in his specialty, but in the great unknown and the great mysteries of the world, particularly in Skinwalker Ranch in Utah, which he, this is how it got publicized because of Robert Bigelow and his efforts, because it brought the world's attention to these places, as well as gathering real scientific evidence. For those that you don't know, NIDS, uh, hold on one second, NIDS stands for, um, The National Institute for Discovery Science. And the National Institute for Discovery Science was a team of unbiased professional researchers and scientists and equipment specialists um, that researched this place. Thus, what I say next comes with no sh- no shortage of real evidence, no shortage of, um, of physical evidence, data, video, as well as well, well documented affidavit level sign like uh, testimony, eyewitness testimony uh, from those that were there, uh, various roles and purposes for years. Put it simply, to summarize years and years and years of events, the main visual of the creature that is the Skinwalker, that is on Skinwalker Ranch, is a gigantic humanoid, powerfully built reptilian. Well, well, let's not go that far as to say definitely reptilian, because it's never seen without this effect of invisibility around it appearing identically to the creature in the Predator films. And in the Predator films, they are reptilian. Thus, I'm just connecting the dots a little premature. Exactly. So let's not even go that far. But it's a, it's a humanoid, invisible, giant in stature and powerful in build figure. That has been recorded walking through the house. That has been seen walking through the house invisibly. That has been seen standing in trees. Observing um, the occupants. That has been seen and recorded um, walking around the property. Amongst the cattle. That has been seen and recorded by visitors to the ranch. That has attacked certain visitors of the ranch. Uh, physically and psychically that has uh, been the assumed culprit for all of the mysterious happenings on the ranch are beings like this or this specific being in connection the UFO sightings are not just lights in the sky not like the Marfa lights which could be explained away through plasma ball lightning 
you know, the desert is a very mysterious place. It's not Foxfire. It's not the brown mountain lights of West Virginia where it, it's just headlights in the horizon. These are full vehicle sightings that are seen point blank by multiple people that have been recorded with the various instrumentation. Infrared, night vision, heat, you know, all of that, that, that they have been seen as being physical craft, triangular in shape, appearing like the stealth bomber, flying silently, hovering, being self-directing, it appears, so piloted. There have been multiple sightings of orbs. I know I just said not just of orbs, but the orb sightings themselves have led to the direct death of pets, guard dogs, direct death of livestock, um, flying through physical walls, crossing physical barriers like the walls, uh, windows, panes of glass without any kind of damage to the walls, like literally going through walls, um, appearing and disappearing um, without, you know, either teleporting or simply vanishing, uh, crossing over. There have been... uh, Sightings of portals opening up. Portals opening up with this figure that I I described originally as the true culprit of a skinwalker coming through. Literally a portal opening up four feet above the ground and a figure in pure black void shadow. If you have ever seen these shadow beings, you know what I'm talking about. These sh- and this is what I'm going to kind of uh, hope to elaborate a little bit further on. As I said, if it's not invisible, its true color is pitch black. That that is actually what it uses to kind of hide in the the night. Is that it appears as literally pure black as a shadow being, hiding any detail. And leaving only the humanoid shape, but upon close inspection with the trained eye, the presence of an elongated reptilian face, a muzzle, a, a actual like um, gecko-like head can be seen on many of these shadow people photos. videos and such and in fact the ghost community like that which the ghost adventures are a part of uh for those of you who are not ufologists who are not native american scholars who are not uh cryptozoologists but who like ghosts ghost hunting spiritualism and the occult then the crawlers which are shadow beings that are always seen crawling like lizards on their bellies. Um, the, the the fact that shadow men are sometimes seen in their incredibly tall. Um, personally, I, I, I know somebody oh, on the show during their episode. It was um, L.A. Witch, L.A. Moon Witch. That um, she talks about seeing ghost legs. But the, the legs look like giant chicken legs. And it was just the legs. 
that what she was seeing as a child were these legs that were like seven feet tall just walking down the street and at that or are by her residence you know and that that was this crazy almost unexplainable event but at the same time makes perfect sense when you think about the ghosts these invisible beings these shadow beings in some cases being reptilian life moving nocturnally amongst our communities cohabitating sometimes as parasites sometimes as predators seeking shelter and other times just as observers because they function with an intense amount of intelligence and for them to be the last of their kind uh, there are many factors for for what they could be doing at, but as well as being ex- going extinct they are effectively living amongst us but on the outskirts because we've built our communities in these deserts uh, cities like Phoenix, Arizona Las Vegas Reno, Salt Lake City uh, and, and the little myriad towns of the deserts um, you know up and down the, the 50 states like that is where we people have moved to but those wastelands would have been that wastelands they would have been wastelands when it was decided or when it was uh, like you know forced on them to exist there if their ships crashed for example during a battle they would be stuck because they have to exist within a, a, a simply they have to exist in a high radiation Very strange environment that the Earth does not uh, normally create. Like, yeah, inside volcanoes and shit, but also underground. That's why they have to live underground. They can't, I mean, yes, that's why they made the networks and the tunnels, but they can't really function like, you know, um, on the surface because of, not because of temperature, not because of. But, like, you know, because literally there's not enough radiation, and they kind of, like, are are suffocating without that radiation. They get extremely weak, where they can't even physically move objects if they don't have sufficient radiation, because they can't, they can't uh, interact with this dimension. They're extremely low-dimensional creatures. And they, that, exactly, the older and lower they get, the less impact they have in the 3D world. Uh, only the highest Orion Draco actually have like pure mastery in the 3D world. And for them, it's, it, it, it's like, go watch the video in the essay I already made the Orion Draco, but this point is on the Skinwalkers. Why they have to prey on people or why they would prey on people, but they can't, can't. Like, they can't just slaughter a person. And they can't just, like, rip a person's heart out and eat it like they want to and like they would if it was back in the day. But it's not. Exactly. They've been defeated. There's a grid put on the earth that fucks them up. It, like, zaps their uh, their whole shit up. Like I said, they can't fly their ships because of the fucking grid that the Ashtar uh, High Command put up. Um, 
the the fact that there are Astra High Command scouts hanging out also in the desert, like that's the thing they see too. Not all the orbs are evil. Like sometimes there's these factors of light, but they keep them there because honestly, it's like we put Indians on a reservation, we put Native Americans on a reservation called the Navajo Reservation because they lost a fucking war, and we we they didn't want to surrender, and we didn't want to kill all of them. So he put them in the middle of fucking nowhere where there's not even a tree. Like, there's not even, like, like, I don't know, a handful of fucking trees on the Navajo Reservation. It sucks. And that's exactly why we put them there. There ain't fucking nothing out there. and oh, Except for UFOs. The bad ones. The ones with the reptiles in them that will kill and eat you. And it's why they kill Navajo, but they don't kill white people. And that's I'm not trying to say that whites are better, but I'm just saying that this is a thing. The Navajo are preyed upon by these people, and they say it in their own legends that it's a curse. And the Skinwalker is a curse that other Native Americans put on you, but it's really like uh, you know it is an attack. It's 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 they're vulnerable to it. It's I don't know like they don't they haven't killed any of the researchers or harmed any of the researchers or tourists or visitors who have been Western, who have been a Caucasoid, who have been a Caucasian or a Mexican or a black person. But Navajo get fucking bodied by this thing constantly. Like, they're constantly getting killed by reptilians. There has to be something to it. And, and I'm saying there has to be something to it. That's a connecting of the dots that I just made the realization right there that, yeah, now I think about it, no, white people have been killed by skinwalkers. And it's it's mostly a, the only a threat to Native Americans. Um, interesting. But missing four and one's a thing. But that's not been proven to be connected to uh, the skinwalker at all. Even though people might want to assume the skinwalker is what causes the missing four in one case, the fact of the matter is the skinwalker and its two incarnations are not related to missing four in one. They simply are not. Those are two very different subjects. Missing four in one, which has a lot of interesting things to it, and the skinwalker phenomenon, which also has a lot of interesting things to it. But in the Skinwalker uh, version, either the Skinwalker Ranch, which we're talking now about with the UFO implication and the uh, high-tech use of technology as magic and um, these beings being highly intelligent and predatory, like, stranded uh, survivors of an age where these species used to rule and... and, um, you know, much like these Native Americans who report living alongside of them, just like the Navajo, who they used to rule the land, and now they live in this very tiny part of the desert that sucks, and it's, like, arid and hostile, and it's because they were forced there, and, you know, they're very malcontent uh, because of it, that the, and, and weak, like, the Navajo are no longer as powerful as they are at, at any level because they've been weakened, like intentionally weakened. And that's the point. You intentionally weaken someone if you don't want to, like, straight-up mercy kill them. Like you just want to, like, you know, keep them, like, hanging. And exactly, it's, it's, it's this obvious uh, connection, and that's why it, that land is for that. It's like a cursed land. And uh, the fact is that the skinwalker itself the legend of skinwalker is divided in two things the skinwalker ranch part 
and the Skinwalker shapeshifter part. The shapeshifter part is urban legend. The shapeshifter part is uncanny valley uh, mosaic storytelling where the, I guess you would call it the Americanization of the werewolf and vampire legends of being preyed upon by someone or something that appears human until it reverts to a feral supernatural nature. Like I said, the the Navajo, the conspiracies um, um, cover-up wants to take away the legitimacy of the real evidence and the real sightings, the real literature of the Skinwalker Ranch experience and thus the international Skinwalker Ranch experience at large and get past the cultural superstition, get past the art, right? Like, they don't want you to get past the art. They they want you to focus on the, the details and the legend and the myth. They want you to focus on the fiction and not the fact. And the fact of the matter has been very well proven by modern people through Robert Bigelow and Nibs and through the actual survivors of the Skinwalker Ranch phenomenon during the early days of it. These people very clearly have demonstrated this is a, a, a extraterrestrial intelligence. This is an intelligence that has something to do with interdimensionality, uh, of portals, of technological crafts, of... Um, Something to do with that specific territory that has not yet been discovered by the people investigating on the surface, but no doubt is tied to this grander, uh, grander reality where the entire globe is still tied to. Every single part of the globe is dealing with reptilians left over from this uh, Great Orion Draco War, right? And the relative rediscovery and newness of a um, newly created species, the version of human beings that we are now currently. Now, the legend, the myth, is this modern-day werewolf of shamanic black magic modern-day practitioners of the occult of the boogeyman. And this is what they've always been trying to do. Uh, remember, the motto of the Beyond Top Secret Texan is the sufficiently advanced technology, the alien technology, is always spoken of as magic. And they want you to think of things in terms of magic, in terms of dark magic, evil magic, black magic, sorcery, uh, witch doctor, voodoo. They love fucking voodoo because... It's scary, and it makes people think it's just crazy people trying to scare each other and shit. And it's like, it's it immediately satisfies the need for a quick reason to write off the mysterious and unexplained and to deny the reality of the supernatural. Which is not supernatural, even the division of natural and supernatural. It's not supernatural, it is still natural. Because it is sufficiently advanced technology 
from an incredibly intelligent species and not a witch doctor who killed a baby or a loved one and a sacrifice to the Navajo Satan and these dark forces cursed him with immortality but he can wear a wolf skin and he can transform into a coyote and run next to a car down a highway with red eyes every night, I guess, forever. And 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 that, oh, if you have a campfire and you're hanging out with your friends and one of your friends goes to take a shit or something and then somebody sits down and it's quiet and you start looking at them and you're like, oh man, that's not my friend. That's somebody wearing my friend's face or someone who looks like my friend but isn't because he's got black eyes, not like human eyes. Like he's got like just solid black eyes. Ooh, that's all sensationalized absolute nonsense that never happens. No one's ever had that experience. That is completely to confuse and to, pro- and to, and to take advantage of a, a situation. And this is embraced. This is promoted by the natives themselves. This is promoted by the mainstream world itself, by the Illuminati in the West, by the, 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 the secret rulers of the Navajo in their own reservation, uh, by the local entertainers, like uh, movies are going to be featuring this more and more and more, uh, Western books, literature, comic books, this notion of the skinwalker as shamanic werewolf, shamanic, uh, Lachusa type, um, uh, and this is like a thing from, from basically all of North America, that the shamanic, uh, can take the form of a spirit animal or be possessed by this bestial, uh, spirit. But in this case, it's evil and, and rogue and wild and murderous and cannibalistic and it'll eat you and fucking just, you know, kill the shit out of you, uh, with his werewolf teeth. And, you know, and you're like, this is... Um, something that even the X-Files talked about, and the X-Files had a episode called, um, uh, Skinwalker, in which a Native American reservation is, has a lot of murders, right, and, and the FBI sends Mulder and Scully, and they're in the Pacific Northwest, right, and that the Skinwalker is a Yanaglanche, and a Yanaglanche is the Native American werewolf. That connection is completely fake. That is an artificial connection. That is like saying a vampire is a werewolf. Dracula is not the wolfman. Frankenstein is not the wolfman. The mummy is not the wolfman. Do you see how you're like, yeah, if you're, if you're a freaking white guy looking at Indians, you're like, it's all the same. Right? No. If you're a white guy talking about, like, exactly, you're like, Jason is not Michael Myers. Michael Myers is not Freddy Krueger. These are not the same fucking people. These are different stories. And they have to be appreciated for their different qualities. Right? Like, I am not you. You are not me just because we're both people. Like, you have to just, like, understand that there's a, um, 
a similarity, but similarity does not mean sameness. And it never has, nor it never will. And all cultures can do this. And if you think all things is just one thing, that's just dumb. And you're being ignorant. And that's the thing, like, you're being ignorant. And it's like, <laughs> you're being... Not all lake monsters look the same. And they all draw them, like, messy with the little head and the humps. And you're like, they all look different. And it doesn't feel that they all... They're just different... Like, all the sea monsters don't look the fucking same, because it's the ocean. No two fish look the same when you think about it. And yeah, all fish kind of look the same, but not really. This is why we got fish scientists. You just got to go count the fish. You got to go down there and look for all the different fish. And that's the thing they do every year. They go find more fish, because they're not all the same. It is like... It's not... It's hard to explain this. The skinwalkers... Are like that you will find on your creepypastas and your green text and your 4chan and all that shit, your social media, your TikTok. That's not real. That's a modern invention. It's a modern invention, as modern as like modern werewolves with the silver moon and uh, the silver bullets and the full moon and shit. It's as modern as modern vampires like Twilight. Like that lore can get rewritten extremely fast. And it's completely a new generation of things. It does not exist. It really does not exist. Um, Until the events of the Skinwalker Ranch start gaining traction. Yes, there have always been mysteries in the American West. But when I said before that it's obscure, it's still very obscure. It's very obscure. Very few people um, outside of the American Southwest, very few people outside of the uh, the fan base of mysteries and unexplained phenomenon um, know what this is, know what you're talking about, or you even know really the details behind it. And ironically, the truth has been made into films, actual films that are pretty good. And there's a documentary called uh, In Search of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, Very solid documentary about the reality of it and how extensive the investigation was for a lot of exclusive evidence, as well as to further um, uh, promote the idea that this has more to do with UFOs and extraterrestrials than it does magic and witch doctors and curses and, and voodoo shit like that. Like, um, this has a lot to do with the modern, um, interpretations of it than it does with any traditional teaching or incident or event, like the Ute-Navajo War or, um, the American, uh, displacement of the, uh, defeat of the Native Americans during, uh, the American Indian War, the... This is exactly what they're trying to do is invent legends and and attribute them to a past and a people who are did who did not exist, who are artificial, who are creations by the very oppressors that have put them on those reservations to begin with. And they are using that mystery to deny. In, in this cabal world, in the American system, the reality of this phenomenon that is the extraterrestrial intelligence operating 
on the edges of our world in these American deserts and the Rocky Mountains and across the Western Plains, the deserts really, just Mojave and the Sonora, and the presence of their technology, their crafts, their their absolute hostility towards us, as well as the fact that we must have secured these areas already, reclaimed that technology. We must have some government knowledge and experience with it on a military level, which is undeniable, which would open up the, the investigation to that, Area 51, El Dulce, the bases that have been built together, uh, the craft that have been created together, the refugees that we've taken in, that we hold account for, and then the question of what the power that keeps them in check, what's what what's you know, controlling them, which is the Astor High Command, Galactic Federation of Light, you start seeing that the good aliens exist, tall whites. We work with them as well. We work with them more than we do these evil ones. And then you start thinking about mankind as a galactic player, as an actual species of interest. And see, that opens up all the doors. This is connected to everything in its own little way. It's a piece of a puzzle. Yes, it's only one piece, but if you want to complete the puzzle, you need all the pieces. And this one piece, like all the pieces, makes sense only when you see it connected together. And the greater image only becomes complete when you add all the pieces up. And the Skinwalker Ranch is a very important puzzle piece. When it comes to understanding the SSP, the Secret Space Program, my labs, uh, the Men in Black phenomenon, the the entire uh, Secret Space Program's Solar Warden, Dark Fleet, Reptilians, the Orion Draco, uh, the former treaties, the Garage Treaty. Operating in El Dulce, the human abduction phenomenon, cattle mutilations, UFO sightings, um, and, and coverage, media coverage, how cover-ups work, how disinformation works, how um, cultures work, and keeping the secret as well as trying to explain it. Um, you know, how human bias works, how human nature is being used against us to, to deny facts, and how human nature, how we can use it to find out the truth in, in, these, in the experiences of the survivors, the experiences of those who witnessed this phenomenon, who studied it, those in Bigelow and Nids, and the, the National Investigation of um, National Institute uh, for Discovery Sciences, the Nids team, and, and what that can teach us, both as investigators and as you know, intelligent, curious human beings with our open eyes, eyes open, seeing the universe, seeing the world play out for us. Now, um, because this is uh, one of the 12 days of Xmas, I wanted to keep this episode kind of short, and I want to keep the next episodes kind of within an hour. Uh, so I will revisit this subject at a later date, the Skinwalker Ranch subject. I will um, play um, more third-party sources so that you can hear for yourself the actual experiences and break down those sightings uh, in my own interpretation of them, as well as um, 
provide the visual evidence as well that has been recovered from the sighting and do a live stream. Actually, that'd be my great. That'd be a great subject for my first live stream. Is explaining the events and the experiences and the evidence from the Skinwalker Ranch phenomenon and how that ties into the reality of the secret space program and the the modern intensity of of these uh, realities. Like it is a very very intense fucking thing that the reality of a Skinwalker, but it is not. It is not just a Native American werewolf. It is not magic. It is not voodoo. It's not a curse put on the land by a defeated army. It has nothing to do with men. It has nothing to do with humanity. It has nothing to do with Native Americans. But that the American government uses Native Americans in their constant cover-up of the truth of the timeline that we live in of the extraterrestrial presence and history of North America and significance of our homeland of our motherland the United States of America inherited from the very gods that built this earth that built our species and earned our freedom from these Orion Draco Reptilians. And together with the Venusians of the Astra High Command, liberated this world from that empire thousands and thousands of years ago. Thank you all very much for listening to me. Thank you all very much for joining me today as I spoke about the Skinwalker Ranch phenomenon. I encourage every single one of you to go out and check out the social media on Instagram. Um, Go check out the videos on TikTok first. If you are curious, go check out the videos on YouTube after that. The reason being, I am monetized on TikTok still, and every view will help out me uh, earn just a few uh, dollars a month through that service, and I would greatly appreciate the traffic. Um, and YouTube can uh, go fuck itself for demonetizing me uh, and giving me um, several copyright strikes and de- or taking away several of my videos. Uh, recently due to copyright strikes because of third-party review and shit. That's, you know, exactly. So we're moving away from that one. We're we're closing that door, though. Those videos are free. Those videos are absolutely free. 400-plus videos there. I would prefer you watch them on Library or Odyssey. Um, And stay tuned for the next phase of the operation as I move it to a more supportive third-party uh, platform. I might just stick with library and odyssey, uh, but I'm shopping around, right? So look forward to that. Look forward to the new episodes. These are the last episodes that are going to be available completely for free on the public domain, basically on Spotify, on, uh, Apple podcast, anchor, player FM, 
whatever podcast service, podcast addict uh, that you guys are listening to this on, iHeartRadio, what have you, that, you know, whichever one you've chosen, you have your choice. It's it's distributed over, I believe, 15 different platforms, different services across the internet. Um, I thank you very much that for for tuning in. You know, these last uploads, these last um, episodes, completing the 12 days of Xmas uploading um, event will be the last ones available for free. It's not necessarily accurate. Uh, say that I will still be producing free content, maybe at the rate of once a month, maybe less than that. Um, you know, f- for for news events and for for special events that I feel everyone should hear, such as um, you know, when I do interviews after a few months, I might release them publicly. Um, might phase in a system like that, but the majority of content, 90% of all future content, will will be behind a $1 paywall. $1 paywall at patreon.com slash beyondtopsecrettexan. And that $1 paywall uh, gains access to a Telegram channel uh, for communication, messaging, etc., grants access to direct messaging once I know who you are and I see you have uh, contributed and supported the channel a um, you know month long subscription to the channel so all the exclusive content all the exclusive episodes that I'll have on my library uh, available for you to listen to for that one dollar it gets you through the door basically for you to enjoy the show it's a it's a very very good deal um less than anything else you'll spend that dollar on it gives you more reward and value and some excellent knowledge on top of that and I'm not asking for any investment more than an arm and a leg I'm asking for simply one fucking dollar a month and that that will give you access to 90% of exclusive content all the content moving forward not slowing down just making this content um, secure from shills haters trolls my competition etc and that that dollar filters you out from the uh, rabble that filters you out from the unwashed masses. It proves your support. It proves your uh, generosity, and it uh, you know provides a free and uncensored space to speak. Because once you know we get all the 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 political correct, you know. Uh, shills filtered out and everything then we can really take the gloves off and start investigating and dissecting these matters um as consenting adults you know and 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 once i know everyone has supported me at least with that contribution i can provide better equipment to provide uh you know superior content for those that truly deserve it that truly understand its value and its worth Thank you all very much. Been the Beyond Top Secret Texan. You've listened to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. You're the greatest audience out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much. Peace out.
are many truly terrifying legends that originate from Native American folklore. One that stands out for many is the Wendigo, maybe because deep down it reflects our very own human nature. But there are legends out there that we know next to nothing about because they are deemed so horrid, so evil, that even talking about them or mentioning them in passing is a bad omen. Today's video will be on Anad Lushi, the Navajo Skinwalker. Now skinwalkers are a topic I've wanted to cover for a while, but the taboo around the subject does mean there isn't a wealth of information out there. So I guess we start with the obvious. What exactly is a skinwalker? At first glance, skinwalkers are essentially shapeshifters, but shapeshifter in itself is a very loose term. You can transform into an animal, an object, or another human. It literally just means you can alter your shape or form. The transformation of skinwalkers for the most part is limited to just animals. The biggest hint we get is from its native name, Nadlushi. In the Navajo language, this roughly translates to mean he or she who goes on all fours. But that doesn't necessarily limit the transformation to four-legged animals. The Navajo saw skinwalkers as powerful witches or corrupt medicine men who had obtained the highest level of priesthood. But instead they choose to use these supernatural abilities to inflict harm and suffering on others. The fear of repercussion coupled with a distrust of outsiders are two fairly compelling reasons why skinwalkers aren't openly talked about. There is also the belief that skinwalkers only share their practices with their own kind, which only adds to the mystery surrounding them. This also means it's unlikely that the Navajo know who among them is actually a skinwalker as they transform under the cover of night. What type of animal they transform into does seem to vary, the most common being a coyote, which is often seen as a trickster. They can also take the form of other animals such as foxes, wolves, owls, eagles and crows. The form they take depends on what they require, as each animal has a different set of unique abilities. If they planned on attacking someone, then a wolf would be a good choice, whereas transforming into some kind of bird offers the ability of flight. And even something like a crow being an omen of death could act as a warning or a threat. The skinwalker wears the skin of the animal they transform into, hence the name. But wearing the skin of most animals was seen as taboo by many tribes, and the Navajo only wore sheepskin and buckskin when it came to ceremonial purposes. So unless the skinwalkers only wore these skins during the night, it kind of defeats the whole you never know who the skinwalker among you is because it's obviously the person wearing the animal skin. What it actually takes to become a skinwalker, no one really knows for sure. But as witches and medicine men, it's believed that a ritual must be performed, and given their nature, it's likely to have been the dark and nefarious kind. There is also the belief that to become a skinwalker, you must first take the life of someone close to you, a friend or family member. So if some do in fact deem it worthy of taking the life of another, then surely what you receive in return must be impressive. Well, along with being able to turn into animals, skinwalkers can mimic the sound or voice of any animal or human. With the transformation comes enhanced stamina, strength and speed. Catching a skinwalker in animal form is thought to be nigh on impossible. Some skinwalkers were even capable of reading the human mind. And if one was to stare into the eyes of a skinwalker for long enough, they can enter your mind and take control of your body. There isn't much said about how one kills a skinwalker. But similar to stories of werewolves, some believe that saying a skinwalker's full name out loud will result in them having to atone for their crimes and even dying in some cases. 
It's difficult to say for sure what a skinwalker's motives are. They may be seen as evil, but they are still human. And like some humans, they are driven by their own selfish and malicious nature. As you may expect, over the years there have been hundreds of stories of people claiming to have seen or encountered skinwalkers, but none of these have been proven. If a video detailing some of these accounts and stories is something you'd like to see, then let me know.